girlies and welcome back to the pod. Today is an advice episode. So I asked y'all to send in some questions on Instagram. It's a lot of random things. It wasn't really under one theme. So we're talking all about summer, routines, hair and skincare, um, also burnout, um, advice about being newly single, and how to just be nice to yourself. So a lot of random things, but all all good questions. Um, we are taking, I guess this episode is a break from the series, um, the Get My Life Together Era series, um, which if you haven't listened to the episode from last week, that was all about friendship advice, um, how to be a better friend, letting go of toxic friends, um, stuff like that definitely check that out because there were a lot of questions that I got that were about friends, but um, I chose not to do those since last week was a friendship advice episode. So if you were one of those people that sent in a question about friends, definitely check out last week's episode. Um, I think you'll find it very helpful. Also this week, um, as in yesterday, I had like a severe allergy attack to the cat at my house. Not my cat. It's not my cat. It's my mom's cat. Um, I'm like really allergic to cats and also dogs. And I have both cats and dogs at my house um, because I'm not valued. No. Well, eh, anyway. Um, so I had like a really bad allergic reaction. And now um, I scratched my leg so hard that it like um, it looks like it burst like blood vessels under my skin like there's red dots you can just see lines of red dots on my legs because I was scratching myself so hard and it was like physically in pain and my legs hurt so bad um and the worst part was I was on a walk with my mom and I was wearing a dress like an athletic dress and I was like oh my legs are probably itchy just because it's like the fabric hitting my legs no And then I just kept getting worse and I had to stop at one point because I was like, this hurts so bad. So I started like aggressively scratching my legs and then I was like slapping them because, you know, then it hurts more than it itches. I don't know if that's like good logic, but then I had my mom like hit my legs and that made it better. And then I was like, got to go home. So I had to like go in the shower and take like allergy medicine and then it was fine. But now I have like, um just red lines all over my legs and they're not like complete lines it's just a bunch of red dots in lines so it looks really gross um yay that was fun I hate the cat uh I like I will say I like other cats don't like this one she's evil literal demon spawn um so she did that to me I didn't even touch her it's because I sat in a chair that she sits in and um I guess I was wearing shorts or something so her fur like got on my legs and it was so itchy so painful um also this week Harry Styles released his new album so good so fire um I listened to literally all of it yesterday just like in one sitting I was literally actually sitting haha um in my bed listening to it it's just it's so good and I love him and I feel so basic saying that but he's really good so in case you guys didn't know Harry Styles is like super underground um I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him before kidding um I also saw on TikTok that um 
the girl, what is her name? It's like Tate McRae. She's also a singer. Um, I think her, one of her more popular songs is like, You Broke Me First. Maybe that's her. I can't remember. Um, but she made a TikTok saying that like she postponed releasing her new album a week just because she wanted to listen to Harry Styles' album, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, also, y'all, I'm graduating high school next Saturday, which is so exciting. Um, I picked up my graduation, like, cap and gown and all that stuff, and literally, they gave us a tassel that says 2020 on it. So, like, I, I don't know what to do with that. Um, I guess if I make, if I post on Instagram, I'll just make it my, like, a caption as a joke. Be like, yay, class of 2020, which people will probably think I'm dumb and it's a typo, but no, it's the school is dumb. It was so weird. Literally half the people in our grade got a 2020 tassel and everyone else got 2022. Um, so I was not one of the lucky ones, or I guess you could say I was lucky because now, I'm special. Um, but I have graduation next weekend. Um, and then this coming week, I have a bunch of it's like senior activities, but they're not really activities. It's like mandatory events that we have to go to that are really boring. Um, so not excited about that. And then my inter internship is ending, um, on Tuesday, and then done with school I mean I've been done with school for a while but like graduating and I honestly don't really feel like sad or anything about it I'm just kind of done and I'm not feeling like it's a big deal um which I guess for some people it does feel like a big deal maybe it'll feel like a bigger deal when it's actually graduation but at this point I'm like eh, because it's like mandatory in life to go to high school so I feel like it's kind of weird that we're celebrating graduating when I just when you just did something mandatory that's really strange to me or like graduation parties are kind of strange to me or like graduation gifts are kind of strange like I get it in college that's cool but like congratulating someone for graduating high school which is mandatory I don't know I'm not it's like not going together maybe that's just me maybe I'm just like a sad person (laughs) for saying that but I just don't understand um but yeah, also, I've been talking with my roommate. I can't remember if I ever mentioned this, but I found a roommate. So, yay. And um, I've been looking at dorm room decor stuff. I have like a Pinterest board um, on my Pinterest account at the Gorilla Girl Podcast, if anyone wants to check that out. Um, I don't know if it's public. I think it is. Um, but we're doing like a blue and white theme and I think it's going to be really cute. Um, so can't wait to show you guys when it's actually done. Also, speaking of Pinterest, make sure that you're following me at the Girly Girl Podcast on Instagram and TikTok as well to see more from me throughout the week. And before we get more into this episode and answer all your questions, make sure you leave a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you think a friend would be interested in this episode, share it with them. So check that out. And I'm going to take a quick, quick little break and I'll be right back. I know a lot of us have been trying to eat better, but healthy food doesn't always have to be boring or taste super bland. Magic Spoon has amazing flavors that you'll love, 
but without all the bad stuff. Magic Spoon has a variety pack, which includes four different flavors, which are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs. That's only 140 calories a serving. This cereal is also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. The other day, I tried mixing cocoa and peanut butter, and y'all, it tasted exactly like a peanut butter cup, like literal candy. It was so good. But this cereal is super healthy and nutritious. It reminds me of eating cereal every day before I went to middle school. So kind of iconic. If you want to try out this cereal, go to magicspoon.com slash girlygirl to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code girlygirl at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at, at magicspoon.com slash girlygirl and use code girlygirl to save $5 off. Thank you, thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, everybody, time for the Q&A. Starting out with a summer-related question because, obviously, school's ending soon. It's summertime. We're starting with the most important things. Okay, how can I stay social in summer? Great question. Um, I think the best way to stay social, especially if it's like with school friends, is um, you need to make the active effort. You need to be reaching out to people. I talked more about this in my friendship episode last week. So if you want more, I guess, info, listen to that. Um, but reach out to other people first and have like a plan in mind when you ask someone because I feel like it's kind of awkward if someone's like, hey, do you want to hang out? And they're like, yeah, sure. What do you want to do? And you're like, I don't know. You pick. And then that's like a lot of work for the other person. So you pick something. And then if that other person's like, mm, I don't know, why don't we do X, Y, or Z? Then you can be like, okay, sure. Um, also, I feel like another good thing if you want to stay social in the summer is have a summer activity whether you're like in a summer play or you're taking like art classes or dance classes or maybe going to like a sports camp or something but having like actual activities to do throughout the summer so you're not just like sitting in your room when it's like nice outside um or I guess if you're like a younger person, this would be more applicable because I feel like it's kind of weird as like an 18 year old to do this. But if you don't, if there are other kids in your neighborhood, um, you could try talking with the kids in your neighborhood, hanging out with them. Um, I'm really close with my neighbors and they have a pool. So win-win, am I right? Um, but yeah, just try to make an active effort, participate in some summer activities. Um, And then maybe that'll be better or go to the pool. If you're a member of a country club or maybe you have a neighborhood pool, try talking to some of the kids that are there. Even if you don't know them, um, you can have summer friends. 
I know when I was a freshman in high school, my school and summer friends were completely different. I would hang out with just the same group of school people and then come summer, my friend group is totally different. I'm not saying that you have to do that, but that is what I did. So if you're like, all my school friends are all busy all summer, you don't have to be with your technically your, like your school friends um, all summer. You can have your own summer friends too. Um, just an idea. What are some fun summer activities that I can do by myself or with friends? Okay, first one is something that I just did recently which I think is so cute and so fun. And that's going to a strawberry field and picking strawberries. Okay, super fun, very summery vibes. Um, You can go by yourself with a group of girls, guys, whoever, um, and go pick strawberries. And also you can take cute photos too. So it's like a win-win. And then you can make something with your strawberries. So that's like three activities in one. And also it's just really nice to be outside in the summer so I feel like a lot of activities that are good to do in summer are like being outside you could also go to a coffee shop if you're someone who wants to be by yourself go to a coffee shop bring a book sit chill um go to the pool I remember I think it was last year I went to the pool the first time by myself which is really weird because I was like 17 I was like how have I never been to the pool by myself and honestly, it was like a really uncomfortable experience, but I forced myself to go do something by myself. And did I just stay at the pool for like 45 minutes? Yeah, um, but I still did it. I still made an effort to like go out because all my friends were busy. All my friends were out of town. My siblings didn't want to go to the pool. So I was like, okay, I want to go to the pool. It's hot AF and I want to swim. So I went to the pool by myself. So If your friends are out of town, if your friends are busy, if you have siblings and they're just being annoying and don't want to go anywhere, you can still do things by yourself. Um, Let's say you can't drive, don't have a car, Um, go for a bike ride. That's always fun. Um, Could do that. Go hiking, go to the pool. Um, Maybe you like art. You could do a little art project. I also think baking is fun in the summer make a fruit salad. Um, that would be fun. Or you could try cleaning your room, cleaning a closet. I don't know if those are like fun summer activities. Um, I also think it's fun to go to like camps. Um, I used to be a big camp girl. I went to camp for six years actually. Um, and it was like my favorite part of the summer. It was more of an outdoorsy camp. So like hiking, canoeing, biking um so being outside all the time cabins it was in new hampshire it was great i literally loved it so much um so whether you want to do like an outdoorsy camp or like a sports camp or maybe it's like an academic camp i have a lot of friends that did like some sort of academic week-long program related to like a specific um form of study um so if that interests you do some research, ask your parents. Um, I also think that could be a good summer activity if you're bored and you don't want to just be sitting in your room doing nothing all day. How can I build a good and consistent nighttime routine? Okay, I am literally obsessed with routines. You can ask my parents. I have the most rigid hair care routine known to man. Is that an over-exaggeration? 
maybe but i'm very strict okay i like having things done my way in exactly the same way okay and if it gets messed up we have a bit of a problem um i get a little anxious that's okay that's more of a me problem um but nighttime routine i think the most important part of a nighttime routine is to lose the phone get rid of your phone okay um it's only gonna get in the way it's gonna distract you and then the blue light makes it so you can't fall asleep you're sitting there in your bed you've been laying there for like an hour can't fall asleep because you just watched tiktok for two hours okay no put your phone away whether that's putting on do not disturb or putting your phone on the opposite end of the room or putting your phone outside of the room once you're getting ready for bed i think it's nice and also just like more relaxing if your phone is out of the picture or at least that's for me because i get so um like I don't know. I get really stressed when my phone starts beeping. So I always have my phone on do not disturb. I always have my notifications turned off and I like putting my phone away. Okay. And I think that is the perfect start of a nighttime routine. Um, next, got to do all your skincare, hair care, mouth care. I don't know. That's a that just sounded horrible like brushing your teeth whatever getting ready for bed all that stuff um and then I also think it's fun to have like one at least one like relaxing activity to go to bed whether that's doing like um slow down yoga type thing whether that's just you sitting in your bed having a debrief with yourself like just thinking or journaling or reading I think all those are really good activities. Just something that's not on your phone, something that can calm you down and get you ready for bed. Or maybe you're someone who likes to watch a show before bed. Personally, um, I can't do that. Like I said, if I look at any screen before I go to bed, I will like not fall asleep. Um, Maybe that isn't you. Maybe you're able to do that. If so, great. Um, But just having an activity where you can do it by yourself it's quiet, you can get relaxed, get ready for bed, I think is really important for a nighttime routine. Also, I just want to say something or mention something that has made my um, just sleep just so perfect Um, because I am a hardcore proponent of anything silk, specifically when it comes to sleep, okay? I have silk pillowcases, obsessed. I have a silk sleeping mask, obsessed. And if you're like, Carmen, that is so bougie. Why do I need that? You do, okay? You don't understand. You do not understand. One, silk pillowcases, great for your skin. Not going to break you out. If you're someone who breaks out on your cheeks, right, on your sleeping side, it might be from your pillowcase, okay? And that's nasty. Silk pillowcases, mm mm-mm. I had lost my, my treasured silk pillowcases for like two weeks, and my cheeks started breaking out so bad. Because um, I was using a normal pillowcase. Also, it was disgusting. It gets really hot. The silk stays cool. And the texture is literally chef's kiss. It's so perfect. And a silk sleeping mask. Oh, my God. It feels... It's just so perfect. Okay? And I know it's bougie. And it's expensive. But it makes your sleep, like, ten times better. And then it makes you more excited. Like, when anyone asks me, Carmen, where's your favorite place? The answer is my bed, okay? Because I have made my bed the most perfect place imaginable. I have my Kindle right next to me. I have my silk pillowcase. I have blankets. I have my silk sleep mask. 
And life is good, okay? Life is good there. And I'm at peace, okay? So, the goal of your nighttime routine is to make yourself at peace. Make yourself excited, but not too excited. But, like, excited to get ready for bed. Excited to, like, calm down. And make sure you have, like, one of those, um, what is it called? Like, me time, like, slow down activities. Maybe you want to light a candle. Maybe you have, like, what is it called? Like, an air diffuser, those um, aroma things you put essential oils in. I don't know. But I've started lighting a candle while I'm doing, like, my reading. And it's really funny because the candle's name is, like, Comfort Zone. And I always joke, I'm like, ha, my favorite place because I don't like change, right? Um, Which is probably a minor flaw of myself. Um, But I think the candle is funny. Also, it smells like vanilla and it's really, like, homey and it smells super good. So, there you go. Nighttime routine. Check. Do you have any hair product recommendations for wavy or curly hair? Yes. Okay. So, I don't know if many people know this, probably, but I haven't talked about my hair. I don't know if, like, ever on the podcast. Maybe I have. I'm not. I don't know. But if I have, it was, like, a really long time ago. Um, My hair is, like, multi-textured. Like, and it's obnoxiously so. Um, I have really curly bits of hair. I have wavy bits of hair. And I have pin straight parts of hair all over my head okay it's very inconsistent um usually it's like the front pieces of my hair are really curly and like the bottom pieces are really curly everything else like in the back is like slightly wavy and then in the very back like the part you can definitely see it's pin straight okay and it looks really it probably looks really funny um but thank god that i can't see the back of my head because i would probably cry um okay my first hair product recommendation is shampoo or a shampoo it's the aussie moist moisture aussie what is that brand called i don't know it's like aussie hair care you know the purple bottle with the kangaroo on it um i really like their wavy hair shampoo it's called something it has the word wavy in it and it smells so good and it's so perfect and then for conditioner I haven't used, like, a liquid conditioner in maybe three years. This is, like, a solid bar conditioner that I like, but also it's fine. It depends on your hair, I think, because sometimes if you have, like, a lot of hair, if you have really thick hair, using a bar of shampoo or bar of conditioner can be more challenging because um, you have a lot of hair to get through, but my hair is really fine, so I like using it. Also, something that I really like is the um, overtone. It's like temporary hair dye, but they make it into like a conditioner or like a hair mask. So you can get color while like treating your hair with moisture. And it is so good because I've talked about this before. Like two years ago, maybe I had really aggressive highlights in my hair. Like I looked um, really blonde. And not in a good way. It was, like, super brassy and it looked really disgusting. And I just wanted darker hair. So, I used the Overtone um, hair mask with the Espresso Brown. Made my hair so good, so brown. Um, And I was using that when transitioning more into my um, darker hair. Because this is not my natural hair color, okay? Um, My hair is a little bit lighter than this. My normal hair color is, like, really strange. It's, like 
a, it's a weird shade. So I have been making it darker over the past two years, but I really like overtones. So if you're someone who wants to change up your hair color a little bit, whether you're just trying to make it a darker brown or if you want pink hair, okay, I really like the overtone products and it doesn't damage your hair. Also, Olaplex number three, okay, they have a whole like step-by-step with Olaplex, but you only need the number three. It makes your hair so silky smooth. It's so magic. I'm obsessed. I also really love, um, it's the Not Your Mother's Hair Mousse for curly and wavy hair. And it is so perfect, okay? Because I have tried using so many different products for curly and wavy hair, but I have really fine hair. So like the pieces, I have a lot of hair, but each individual piece of hair is really thin, really tiny. Um, So using heavy products like a cream or like a really thick gel just make my hair really weighed down and flat and then it looks disgusting. But this mousse, so light, so airy, so fluffy, makes my curls look so good. Um, So 10 out of 10, recommend. If you take away anything, get the Not Your Mother's Hair Mousse. If you're like, do I have wavy hair? My hair's like kind of straight, but sometimes when I get out of the shower, it's like a little bit wavy, but it kind of looks weird. Try the Not Your Mother's. It's so good. And I don't think it was that expensive. And I've had a bottle of mine for like a while because you don't need that much. Like I use maybe three pumps on my whole head and that's perfect and it works really well. I also think this isn't necessarily a product, but when it comes to your hair, um, I wouldn't suggest washing it every day. For me, I wash my hair twice a week on Thursdays and Sundays. And, um, obviously I'm like showering throughout the week, but not actually washing my hair. Um, today I'm recording, it's a Sunday. And if you're on video, you can probably see, I have two braids going on right now and they look really small. And that's because I put hair oil, in my hair, cause I'm washing my hair tonight. Um, but I like doing a, like a oil treatment before just to like hydrate my hair because I have the hair type where my scalp gets really greasy, like the top of my hair, and then the bottom of my hair is like bone dry. And it just doesn't work out very well. So I like doing good old oil treatment. Um, But where I was going with this, you don't need to be washing your hair every day. And you can also train your hair so you can wash it less. Because if you're someone who's like, my hair is so greasy, I have to wash it every day. Uh Uh-uh, girl, you are causing the problem. In this case, you are the problem because if you're washing your hair every day, you're stripping yourself of the natural oil that your hair needs. And if you're washing it every day, your hair, um, your scalp is automatically thinking, ha, personification, um, your scalp is thinking, hmm, I need to produce more oil because there's no oil on the scalp and then you're overproducing it and your hair is going to be more oily actually if you're washing it every day. So at least do every other day. And that's my recommendation. But I do it twice a week. I know some girls that only wash their hair once a week and it looks great. Um, But yeah, if you want more hair tips, maybe I'll do like a hair episode sometime. Let me know. DM me. Um, Because I could talk about my hair journey 
because my hair used to be like really ugly and like it's like painfully embarrassing looking at my hair like freshman year and sophomore year it just looks really bad um and then also tips for like curly wavy hair determining your hair type if you want to know that let me know okay next step or next question um how can I build a good skincare routine? Hit me at my sweet spot. Skincare is one of my favorite things to talk about, and I don't think I ever really talk about it on the podcast, Um, but I am obsessed with learning about skincare. I love knowing about products, what types of ingredients make your skin bad. I've read so many books just about skin in general, about acne, about... um good products, bad products, um, treatments. Um, because I used to have really severe acne in middle school and I had to go on Accutane. Um, even now I take medicine for my skin every day cause I get really bad hormonal acne. Um, but I love skincare. Okay. It's one of my favorite things. Um, something I will say that has helped my skin astronomically and it's a product recommendation and that is to use the Curology um it's like their treatment cream you don't need their face wash you don't need their moisturizer but if anything get like the treatment cream because that keeps my um I guess just random acne random pimples at bay and you can also use it as a spot treatment because I don't know about y'all but I start breaking out around my mouth and on my chin when I'm starting my period um so having that curology like treatment and having it personalized to you has really helped. I know my younger brother uses curology, my twin sister, my older sister, like everyone in my family uses curology and it honestly helps so much and it's not that expensive. Also, another thing that I think is important is to use moisturizer. Okay, I don't care how oily you think your skin is this is like with the hair thing if you're not moisturizing your skin is going to be overproducing um oil thinking that um your face is dry but you need to be putting on moisturizer um for some people if you have oily skin maybe that's a lighter moisturizer if you have like sahara desert dry skin maybe that's like a really thick cream um so it all depends if you want to learn more about like what's my skin type. Um, I suggest doing some research on YouTube or I know there are like online quizzes you can do as well. But I have combination skin, meaning that some of my skin is really dry and some of it is oily. Um, I used to have extremely oily skin, but then I went on Accutane and that kind of changed my whole skin like forever. It just did a lot. Um so I have combination skin, but I am always experimenting with different face washes and moisturizers, but there's one face wash that has never done me dirty and that I love so much, and that is the Matcha Hemp Hydrating Cleanser from Crave, Crave with a K, um, and it is so perfect. It like kind of exfoliates, but not really. It's a gel cleanser. It is a little bit pricey. But it is so magical. And if you don't know where to start, I recommend that. Also, um, Cetaphil products I know are really good. Um, or CeraVe. I think those are good as well. Um, if you want to know 
some good people to look out for for skincare advice if you're struggling. I think um, Hiram is good on YouTube. He always does product recommendations, a lot of skincare stuff. Also, Beauty Within is really good too. So if you want to learn more about skincare and also get product recommendations, check those out as well. Um, But yeah, moisturize, wash your face two times a day, maybe once a day if you have dry skin. Um, Wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. And make sure you're getting sunscreen that isn't going to break out. So whether it says it's oil-free or for acne-prone skin, um, yeah, do that. I also really like tinted sunscreens. Um, My favorite sunscreen brand is Supergoop. And they have a really good, like, tinted CC cream. And none of their products have ever made me break out. So, try that. Um, But, yeah. Do you have any tips to reset your mind after a busy week? Hmm. I think something you can do after you've had a really stressful week, maybe a lot has been going on personally with school, work, with friends, whatever. Something that helps me is to have, like, a little self-care night. Um, and by that, I don't just mean like doing a face mask, getting your hair, doing like a full body shower, shaving, everything. Um, no, obviously you can do that. Whatever relaxes you, I think is good. But also I think something important is if you've had a stressful week, um, talk about it with someone or if you're not comfortable with that, you don't feel like you have anyone to talk to, write it down. Whether that's like an actual journal or you have a locked note in your notes app, um, do that. Or maybe you want to make like a video, you can put it like in one of those fast speeds like you know on TikTok and just rant, okay? Or use an audio recording app on your phone and just rant and talk about your week because I feel like the worst possible thing you can do is just let everything sit and just be upset and just sitting there. And you're like, this week was horrible. I hate everything. I hate everyone. Life is so hard because that's not going to do anything. That's not going to improve anything. So I think the best thing you can do is get it out, whether that's through writing, speaking to yourself, speaking to someone, or even speaking to your dog. Um, Just getting out why you're frustrated, why this week hasn't been um, the best, and let it all out. And then make the conscious decision of, okay... I'll like mull all this over. I can be upset today. I can be upset for this next hour. But once it comes the next week, once let's say it's Sunday night for Monday, tomorrow's a new day. Okay. And you shouldn't let things that maybe went wrong the previous day affect how great your day is going to be today. And that's my philosophy. And also, I think it's important to realize that you, there aren't necessarily bad days, but there are like bad moments in days. And it's all about how you define like a good or bad day. Because I have had great days where something horribly wrong happened, but I still view that as like a good day just with a bad moment. So it's all about changing your perspective as well. Um, But again, I think the most important thing you can do, the most helpful thing is just to get out your frustration um maybe you want to aggressively sing in the car that i will say therapeutic super therapeutic but try that out how can i reduce burnout but still reach my full potential i feel like this question is just asking for more burnout um 
because it's easy to think that you always have to be productive. You always have to be going. You always have to be doing something 100% of the time. Everyone always says give 110% of your effort into every single thing you do. Okay. And then where does that leave you? If you're putting all your effort into everything else, everyone else, where is all your effort going to be for yourself? You're not going to want to get out of bed. You're not going to want to do anything nice for yourself. And then you're going to end up falling behind. You're going to be less productive, less motivated to do work. Um, so I think the biggest thing you can do to reduce burnout, but I guess still get work done, still reach your quote unquote full potential is to take breaks and to know when it's time to stop, to know when the work you're doing is no longer productive. Um, if you're starting to feel tired, if you're starting to get distracted, okay, take a break, come back to it um, and realize not everything has to be done right now. I don't have to do everything right now. I don't have to be productive every day of the week. Maybe give yourself one day out of the week where you just do nothing, where you lay in bed all day, you watch Netflix, just have like a couch potato day. Whatever you need to do to relax, do that, but you should not be working 24-7 all the time. That's not productive and it's not doing anything for you besides making you feel more and more burnt out. How can I plan a high school party or I guess function? So if you're interested in planning a function, um, I have planned a few. Um, some of them have turned out uh, less well than others, but I had a function after prom that was slightly overwhelming, but I think I learned a lot about function planning. Um, and that is that um, maybe it's best to keep things to a smaller group because if you start going over 20 people, um, people's feelings are going to get hurt because it's going to be now out of your friend group. And then also you're going to feel obligated to invite people just because you're like, oh, Carmen's friends with Hadley. I'm inviting Hadley, so I need to invite Carmen too now. Um, so it kind of just depends if you just want to do like a friend thing or um, like a really big party, but then that's kind of overwhelming. But things that are good for parties, have snacks. Whether you tell, have a friend, bring snacks, or you get snacks at your house, have snacks, okay? Um... I think that might be the most important thing, have snacks. Um, but also, if you want to plan a party, delegate your tasks, okay? Don't do everything by yourself or buy everything um, and then just have people show up, okay? Because how to make things less stressful and also how to put less pressure on yourself, delegate your tasks. Say, okay, you're going to bring the speaker, you're going to bring snacks, you're going to bring whatever, um, and just delegating your tasks is always good um and obviously I feel like this goes without saying but maybe don't throw a party without like consent of your parents if you are doing it like at your house in your basement because that's just not fair also a hundred percent chance that you would get caught so kind of dumb as well um so maybe let your parents know or make sure that your parents say yep that's okay you can do that and also, make sure you have people that are willing to help you clean up. Like, keep it very clear that um, 
if you're having a party, you are having people who are going to help you clean up because it can be kind of overwhelming if you have to do it all by yourself and people have like just trashed your house. Okay. Um, and also if you're someone going to a function, um, try to be polite, try to be helpful, ask the host, like if they need help cleaning up, like what you can do to help. Um, I think you're good to go. So there's my function planning advice from a master function planner. I'm kidding. I'm really not. Um, okay. What advice do you have for someone who is newly single? Hmm. So as someone who hasn't had a boyfriend since freshman year, obviously I'm going to give the best advice. (laughs) Um, so Knowing from my experience, which is very limited and from a while ago, um, (laughs) I would say the best advice I have for someone newly single is to let yourself be upset first. Let yourself to have like a few days, a day or two, whatever, um, and let yourself be upset. But then after that, I guess, mourning period, I don't know, um, know that the relationship is over. Um, and you deserve better. And even if you broke up with them or they broke up with you, you can still be upset. Like if you're the breaker upper person, you are still allowed to be upset. Or maybe you had a horrible relationship. You break up with this person and you're like, hallelujah, my life is so much better. A weight has been lifted off my shoulders. But then you can get stuck in the thought of thinking, what if I made a mistake? What if we're supposed to be together and then you get back together and then things aren't the same and then it's worse and then you break up again. So once you break up, just have it in your head like it's done. And then another thing that is helpful, d- distractions, okay? Um, whether that's new activities or being with friends because I feel like it's easy when you're dating someone to kind of lose track of your friendships, to be less close close with friends because obviously you're dating this new person they're becoming your best friend you're hanging out more with someone else and your friends kind of feel neglected right so try making more of an active effort to reach out to your friends if you're newly single spend time with your friends do hobbies that you haven't done maybe in a while and i think distractions are always good or if you're someone who immediately needs to jump into another relationship um i guess do that. I don't know how healthy that is, but some people do that. Um, can't relate. Uh, but if that's you, you go. Last question of the advice episode. Okay. How can I less be hard? How can I be less hard on myself, aka being my own worst critic? So being your own worst critic, I feel like we all know this, like, you're probably the hardest person on yourself. You're probably the one that's like, oh my god, that was so embarrassing. That was so bad. Why would you do that? What are you doing with your life? You got a bad grade. You didn't do well in that sports game. Whatever. But we're the people that are always trying to bring ourselves down, which is kind of crazy because you're the one who has to live with yourself. So if you're mean to yourself, mm, you're you're the one who's gonna have to be with yourself the longest okay so think think that through um but I think to be less hard on yourself um it's important to remember that obviously you're amazing and yes you're allowed to make mistakes 
But if you're if you're someone who is constantly like bringing yourself down, telling yourself what you did wasn't good enough or that you could always do better, that nothing will ever be good enough, um, that's not healthy. And um, I think it helps to remember that no one else is judging you quite as harshly as you think. No one is judging you as much as you judge yourself. I think when you think that through, you're like, why would I be so mean to myself when I'm the only one having these thoughts? Um, I guess like about yourself. No one is really actively thinking unless they're like a horrible person who's mean. Um, Like, oh my God, Carmen is the worst human being ever. I can't believe she did that. That's so embarrassing. And just constantly thinking that over and over again or constantly thinking that um, you did something wrong. Like, you're allowed to do things wrong, but I feel like it's not beneficial, like I said, to always be so hard on yourself because you need to give yourself credit, okay? Like, you have done some amazing things and you need to give yourself credit of saying, okay, I've accomplished things before. I've done this well and I'm proud of myself. Allow yourself to be proud of your own accomplishments, okay? Because you've done a lot. You've accomplished a lot and that is impressive. So give credit to yourself because you deserve it. And thank you all for listening to this episode. Remember, if you want some friend advice, listen to last week's episode from the Get My Life Together era series. Um, Also, make sure you're following me at the Girly Girl Podcast. Leave a rating and review. And also, if you're interested in some super healthy yet yummy, I'm not joking, it's literally delicious and the boxes are so cute. The designs, oh my god, obsessed. Um, But make sure you try Magic Spoon by going to magicspoon.com slash girlygirl using code girlygirl for $5 off or just by clicking the link in the description of this episode. I promise y'all, you will literally love it. I'm obsessed. Um, I'm a cereal fiend and it's so good. I hope y'all have the most amazing week. Know that you are loved. Bye y'all.